And welcome back, everyone. Today, I am extremely excited. We are bringing a new guest um, to the show today. This guest is um, a good uh, a good person, a, a good person indeed. And I'm sure that today's conversation will enlighten and bring you hope and give you insight. Um, so I want to introduce Loki the G. Um, the G is for goddess, and we are going to talk today about dating after trauma. So welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm actually really excited um, to be here in your space. I've been waiting for this, so thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. So dating after trauma kind of... Um, resonated for me for many reasons one because I know there are many women um, and men um, who have gone through um, some type of traumatic life experience situation and I just wanted us to have a conversation to give hope and enlightenment to our listeners to let them understand that there is there's still there's still time there is still time and to be optimistic and to not shut yourself off and just you know close yourself off to the the possibilities to be yeah yeah and so what are some of your thoughts on dating at this point, at this season, and in your life? Um, dating at this point in my life. Um, I mean, can you rephrase the question for me so I can gather my thoughts? Because that's, that's a deep one, and I'm trying to put it all together. Okay, so... You know, obviously, we are well-seasoned women, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. have had many life experiences up until this point. And I know prior to getting married for myself, I had really gotten to the point where I was over it, you know? I was like, uh, I'm good, you know, if I... yeah. You know, have some companionship with someone, that's fine. If not, that's fine too. Uh, I really don't I really don't have to do this because of the yeah. the frustration. And so that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. What are you what are your thoughts on that? So mine was like that at one point in time um I was just kind of like you know I I don't really this is too much this is a lot this is a lot to take in um and you know if I end up with somebody cool if I don't cool then it stayed it stayed with that basic if I end up with somebody cool if not cool but then I started focusing on me and loving me And then I've reached a point where I do want love. 
I do want companionship. And because I have such beautiful souls in my life, um, my grandparents on my stepmother's side, for one, I, I saw that that love exists. And I'm like, okay, I see I can have it. I'm just going to keep working on me. And if I don't have it, then I'll have some beautiful experiences. And if I do, then I'll have some beautiful experiences. Mm-hmm. And that's how I look at it now. Um, because I've reached a point where, you know, dealing with the trauma, it gave me superpowers. Because now I can, I can spot out who's for me and who's not for me. I've learned to put my heart on the back burner and focus on logic and intuition. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm able to spot if somebody is worth my time or not. Because before I wasn't able to, I was just broken and I was like, ooh, somebody wants to love me. No, they don't. Somebody wants to hurt you. And they masked it with love or the imitation of. And now I'm wiser. So not too many people approach me um, who are toxic. And if, if they do, then I recognize that they're toxic and I don't give them any time. So I've learned, you know, what to pay attention to. So now I'm at the point where I'm here and I'm loving myself and somebody's going to come around to love me. Absolutely. And so do you think that being open-minded and optimistic is essential to being able to love again? Because I feel that sometimes if we always have our guards up, then kind of difficult to really let someone in not that we shouldn't be cautious but Mm -hmm. are we able to really just kind of give someone a a fair chance here's what I want to know why do people put being naive with being optimistic have you ever noticed that because you can have your guard up and be optimistic yeah. to a certain extent. But people mm-hmm. have to get to a point of understanding that being optimistic does not mean you're dumb. Okay? Um, it means that you are looking on the brighter side of things and you are paying attention to what's wrong at the same time. Be optimistic. Don't be dumb. Learn your lesson. Pay attention. That's a red flag. Don't go that way. Right. Yeah, I think. But look at this. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, but it was just you know like. But look at this one. This one's safe. This one makes sense, and it feels right. Go here. Yeah, I've learned over 
over time that mm-hmm. you know if a person is deceitful and just going to be that person that's just going to um, to not be a good person mm-hmm. it's, it's like inevitable it doesn't matter what you do as a person if that's the spirit of that person right it's like nothing you can do to change that right it doesn't matter where you meet them it doesn't matter how you treat them it's not you it's the other person exactly and i think that red flags are 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 definitely um examples of or reminders of things that we've seen previously whether it be yep. in past relationships um, or someone else's relationship, you know, mm-hmm. and you're able to identify and say, hey, I remember this pattern or this behavior from X, Y, Z. So I think that that is um, it's, it's definitely important to be aware and to keep your you know keep your mind and in everything kind of in in a space of okay I am I'm in observant mode and I think that pretty much as long as you have breath in your body you're always going to observe at least you should yeah you know um, but I, but I, but I do know that for myself, I went through a period of because I was hurt by one person, then I was hurt by another person, and because uh-huh. then it became, I thought that was the same for everyone. And funny enough, I had a podcast with my wife about um, the effects of absent fathers and mm-hmm. how the trauma from that had an impact on dating relationships. And it became trust issues. And so because I had trust issues from my father, I had, had a date Um, with a guy and for me it was always an issue of okay I wouldn't get dressed until maybe 15 20 minutes before the guy would say he's almost there I mean I would shower and you know have clothes ready or you know have in my head what I was going to wear but I wouldn't put them on just because somewhere in my mind I didn't believe they were really going to show up yeah. And so this particular guy, he called. He said what time he was going to be there. He said be ready. Military guy, so punctual, that sort of thing. My grandfather was a military man, so I'm used to that and the importance of being on time. And when mm-hmm. he came to the door, I wasn't ready, Loki. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, he rang the bell. He's like, what's wrong? He's like, why, 
Why aren't you ready? And I just shrugged my shoulders and I was like, I didn't think he was coming for real. And his face was just like, what? It wasn't an argument. It wasn't anything. He said, okay, I'm gone. He didn't inquire anymore as to why I wasn't ready. Um, What happened? Did he say something? None of that. And that was just like, I guess that was a a non-negotiable for him. And so I, I said all of that to say, because I had been hurt many times before, that I thought he was the next one in line. Yeah. So that's what I mean by being optimistic and not putting everybody in the same bucket. Yes, be cautious. Yes, look at, look for the red flags. Yes, all of those things. But, you know, I kind of messed that one up. <laughs> yeah. That, um, I, I used to do something like that when I, when I lived in Texas, um, Every now and then, when I would start to get those feelings of, oh, he's just going to be the same typical, you know, type of guy that I'm used to dealing with. Um, I used to get my girlfriends together like, hey, I have a date and he might not show, but I want to go out. So if he doesn't show, y'all want to grab something to eat? Or, you know, go get some drinks or something. Yeah, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I had a backup plan. Sometimes it fell through and I I was meeting up with my girls. Other times, you know, I actually did go out on the dates. They were um, very boring, might I add. <laughs> I remember that much. It was like typical dinner in a movie. Mm-hmm. And that's so boring to me. Um But as I started to love myself and grow and learn, um, I started to weed those type of individuals out. And now I'm on a path where though the relationships never actually form, um, I'm encountering healthier people. And I can appreciate that. I'm I'm encountering, like, I had two individuals. Um, one was from Philly. And it just wasn't good timing. And there was distance. And we both understood it. The relationship could have been healthy had it, it actually formed into something. Um, but it just wasn't meant to be. And we both accepted that. And we're cool with each other like we check in on each other every now and then um then I I also dated um this other guy very very good man um you know he's there's there's no red flags other than there's just no spark between us and so I said my piece and we parted ways and he still chimes in every now and then so I'm I'm seeing now that I'm stepping out of the trauma 
and stepping into a place of peace. And that feels wonderful because these situations are not, um, you know, some, sometimes we get to a point where we, we settle and we try to make something work that that shouldn't have worked and then it could have it, it was healthy at first but now it's toxic so i avoided those situations and i just saw it for what it was because it's not worth me entertaining it's not authentic it's not genuine it's not quite what i need um, there's something and i don't allow myself to put in energy towards something that is not going to benefit me. And so, because I love me so much. Sorry. No, that's okay. Absolutely. So, how would you say you got to that point? Because I think that is what is really important for our listeners is like the resolve. It's, it's, it's great for us to talk about our issues and, and and things that we're faced with but I know when I was going through different situations and people would just say just do xyz and I'm like but how do you do that so right how did you get to that point where where you are now um one solitude I had to go within. I was a very social person at one point. And I'm trying to, well, I can't right now, but um, I'm wanting to get to a point where I can kind of ease my way out and be a little more social again. Okay. But um, solitude, I, I stayed indoors more often um, because I gathered that a lot of times we're in toxic situations because you are who you hang with. So let me reevaluate some of these energies. One, two, I went to therapy and I healed and I got a lot out of me. Um, I learned techniques. Um, I discovered that I am not a victim. I survived all of this. So let's be in survival mode and take these lessons that I learned so that I can continue to survive efficiently. <laughs> um, and I, I learned to love myself and accept myself. Um, and I learned that other people will accept me because that was another thing. I, I wasn't who... I was supposed to be then. I wasn't shining. I was pretending. And the bits of me that were real, once I finally brought them out into a relationship, they were like, oh, no, I don't want that. That's not what you presented to me in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So we clashed. Be you. One. Be you unapologetically. Because sometimes that's the the kicker. That's what gets us. Like some of these toxic relationships that we've been in, 
weren't just because somebody was wanting to prey on us. Sometimes we were posing to be somebody else and that's who they wanted to prey on. And then it, it, it shit just, it's, there's so many different rhymes and reasons for toxic relationships. And if you cut all of that out within yourself, then you cut all of it out externally as well. So it starts from within. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that is a, uh, a excellent point that you made. And I think in order to be able to move forward and to be able to date after any type of trauma, you have to be willing mm-hmm. to look at yourself first. And you need to recognize or begin to peel back the layers of the initiation of where, how did you even allow yourself to get to that point? And that may be something that started in childhood, um, you know, teenage years. It, it, It varies for many people. And I think that the the key is just what you said is, you know, recognizing, hey, I I need to I need to do some work. I need mm-hmm. to do some work on myself first before I can then get to this place of peace that you speak of and this place of, you know, loving yourself and recognizing that, hey, I, you know, I'm good. Um yeah. you know, um I am the prize, you know, um, I am worth it, you know, I am all of these things that, that you know to be true, and yeah. until you get to recognize that yourself, no one else will recognize it, um, my best friend often um, will say that a lot of times we exude or we wear unconsciously and sometimes even consciously we wear how we truly feel about ourselves on the outside like people can see it you know you can see when someone is walking in confidence just like you can see when someone is showing up and they are they are low you know they're in a very low place yeah. And so I think that that's very important. So, you know, I think the um the the big takeaway for uh our listeners today is get some um get in a real safe sacred space whether that is alone or whether you need someone to help you pull back those layers. I think a lot of times it is helpful to um, have a non-biased person to help with that. And that's why therapy is excellent. Uh, And our people, um, they have a lot of resistance. A lot of resistance to therapy. And it's it's important so that you can move on and you can uh, heal and you can be able to be that best person. So another question that I had for you was, mm-hmm. do you see yourself 
being in the in the space of marriage again or or would you just say I'm content with just companionship um you know it's a little bit of both I mean I'm content with companionship um but marriage would be nice I I can I can definitely see marriage just because that's the type of individual that I am. Okay. Um but I recognize what if I come across an individual who matches me and is content with companionship. Hmm. You know, so I'm not I'm not too hung up on it, um, but marriage would be nice should I come across somebody who's a good fit for me. That's awesome, and I love that response. And the reason why I asked that question is because a lot of times when people have gone through trauma or, you know, just not-so-good relationships, they often, and I've, and this is just from uh, conversations that I've had in the past with other people. They often mm-hmm. will say or or have the thought, "Why would I want to get married again?" And my question is, why not? Yeah, the marriage. Don't put it on the marriage. It was on the person. Exactly. <laughs> Six better person. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. You know, uh, that's like having a bad experience at Disneyland. Don't put it on Disneyland. Right. <laughs> that was the person you came across exactly. at Disneyland. Exactly. And that is the reason why so many times, you know, you you may have a a favorite uh, chain uh, food store, whether it's Chipotle or. Chick-fil-A or what, whatever it is. I can't really get mad at that particular chain. You get mad at the experience. You know, I think people were, they weren't mad at Popeye's chicken sandwich because the sandwich was good for the most part. They were mad at the experience. <laughs> You know, the experience that you gave me at the Popeye's, it wasn't good. Yeah. You know, so... I ain't never... I ain't never going there again. What? Now, the only time I will do this is if I've I've gotten it twice from from different locations. Correct. Because there, there's a grocery store where I experienced racism. Mm-hmm. And then there, there was another one, the same one, but in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. where I experienced it again. And I'm like, oh, I'm just done with y'all. I'm just not. <laughs> and you know, that's funny because I really, 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 in my spirit, I really want to blast this ghost grocery store because of mm-hmm. just that. But I'm not going to do it. However, yes. I will say, it's like almost like a, a breaded culture because every time my wife and I go 
into this store. It's the same experience. And I keep saying, stop going there. Mm-hmm. But when I go in, mm-hmm. it's because I know that they have this specific thing that I'm looking for. They always have it. And it's like, okay, it's need versus want. Do I want to go in there? No. But do I need the product that they have? Yes. Can you order the product? Because I'm the type of person that's like, look, I'll figure out how to order it in advance from someplace else. Like, let me check Amazon. I'm going to tell you what the product is. And it's not that no one else has it. It's just that it's very hard to find it. Like, you have to drive far uh, to get it. Or it's because of the weather. Like, it's because of the season. So, Mm -hmm. I suffer from migraines. And one of, um, if you want to try, like, a a natural healing method Mm -hmm. is to get you a eucalyptus plant. And oh. and you hang it from your shower head. And so when you take your hot shower, the moisture and all of that stuff, um, it allows for the scents to basically dispel from the plant mm-hmm. and it opens up your head. And, oh. and it decreases your migraine. And so this particular store... As soon as you walk in, they always have buckets of this plant. I've been to Lowe's. I've been to Home Depot. And again, because of the season and the weather, they don't have it. I've been to Whole Foods. Hit or miss. Um, so I've been to all of these different places. And it's like, and, and, the, and, the, and the other thing is, this particular grocery store is like six minutes from the house. So it's it's convenience and it's need. And when you're in pain and you're trying to find a resolve, you're just like, hey, I'm going to just go. I'm going to suck it up and I'm going to go. No, I don't want to give you my money. No, I don't want to be in there because of the environment. But I'm trying to fix this situation that I'm dealing with right now. And I don't want to wait for Amazon to deliver it to me tomorrow. And I need you to learn how to uh, figure out how to uh, uh, plant a eucalyptus plant no, and grow it myself, right? Yeah, because okay. that's that's much I I didn't want to deal with this store. And prior to the coronavirus, I've never dealt with that. Okay. But then once it started happening, I'm like, oh, you're showing true colors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you this way the whole time. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And that's where I go to get my loose tea. And it's convenient. It's close. Okay. And so, but now I'm like, shoot, I'm going to order my loose tea. I'll make an extra trip. My sister works at a grocery store. I'm going to see if she can find some, you know, um, because I'm not shopping there. I just refuse. Uh, because you don't you don't treat people like that. Like I walked in the first 
the second one was just eyes and, and, and odd odd mannerisms and I'm like what is wrong with y'all okay. um, but the first one was I walked into the grocery store with my kids and I have a little backpack um, and, and I use that as my purse and so they stopped me it was a little backpack they stopped me and they were like okay we need you to check your bag and at first I was like oh okay well you know I get it um, y'all never did this before but I get it um, and I was in agreement. but then I looked at some of the customers in the checkout who were not of my race with big huge open tote bags mm. and I'm like so they can carry those in but I can't carry this tiny backpack that I would have to take off of my shoulders and it would be completely obvious that I'm stealing And it just, it took me. And I'm like, that that doesn't make, it's not, with the tote bag, I can slide something in there real quick and y'all wouldn't even know. Right. This has nothing to do with the backpack. I get it. I get it. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think that when... When you look at it and you make reference to um, these examples that we just gave, we're basically saying, you know, if you see um, a pattern and if it doesn't feel right, then make the shift. Um, Mm -hmm. You know what feels right and you know what doesn't and listen to your mind and I think that a lot of times we we kind of have a battle back and forth because of whatever whatever reason, you know, you, you think the person is attractive or uh, you, you feel like, oh, we had a good conversation or whatever the case may be. And if you've you've had some experiences that outweighed you know those those two things that I that I just said I'm a firm believer of writing and writing the the good down and writing the bad down and looking at it and making a real a real sound decision about what is best because no one else can make that decision but you and I think that when you are starting over and when you're trying to push forward and you know it's it's easy to be negative right it's, it's so easy to just yeah. you know pick out all the negative in in anything and anyone and sometimes it's it's difficult especially when you've been hurt to pick out the positive and and so what I offer to you all today is to not be afraid but to be observant to be cautious to be aware but to also be optimistic be hopeful and try and 
going on a date doesn't mean that that's the person that you're going to marry. And having a conversation or having a cup of tea or a cup of coffee with someone doesn't mean that you're going to have many dates to follow. What it does mean is it's getting you in the habit of being able to have conversation and to just kind of filter through and see what feels good and what doesn't. Yeah. I want to um, piggyback. Coming out of a toxic relationship, you need to have little quick fixes of healthy relationships. That's you getting your experience because you don't want to go from a toxic relationship to a healthy relationship because you're going to turn it into a toxic relationship. Mm. Good point. You got to heal. So have those healthy experiences and just enjoy life. You know, take with it, you know, the, the lessons and and beautiful growth. You're having an opportunity to, to grow. And don't hold on to it like it's going to last for a lifetime because it's a season. Remember how in relationships when you break up, we always say, don't go for the rebound. Correct. No, you do. When, when you're dealing with the emotional and the, the relationship side of it all, not necessarily sexual, but you need to, and we're calling it the wrong word, it's not a rebound, you just need some experience out of that toxic behavior, out of that toxic relationship. And then you can ease your way into a successful one. Baby steps, then, it's baby steps. We think about it too much and we, we end up on step 25 when we're supposed to be back at step four. Yes. Yes, yes. So, baby steps. Take your time and enjoy healthy experiences. And that person will come. Just keep loving yourself. Healthy. Healthy love. I love it. I love it. And I love that, you know, you have been able to give insight and input to hopefully help many, many listeners out there and let them understand that I don't care how many relationships that you may have had that did not succeed. It does not mean that there is not a healthy loving relationship out there for you it just means that it's not your time it could also mean that it is time for you to work on you it is time for you to love yourself first so that someone else can come in and add to your love yes so I thank you Loki this has been a great conversation a great um, exchange and dialogue And I look forward to having you back on the show. And I'll let you say anything that you would like to say before we close out. Oh, no, I'm just, I'm in agreement. I love, I love this. Um, 
we should have did this sooner, but maybe it just happened on time. So, yeah, um, I appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, for this effort. Likewise. And so, everyone, um, I'm going to leave you with this. It's my standard closing, which is here at Chocolate Covered Thoughts. We are always going to be respectful. We are always going to be authentic. We are always going to be truthful. And we're always going to be loving. Until next time, peace and blessings. And stay safe. Peace. Peace. Thank you.